The Money Show. Ad feature with Andy Rice. Biggest spenders in advertising. Boy, we miss big spenders in advertising. Who are the big spenders? Andy Rice, our branding and advertising expert on The Money Show. Hello, Bruce. I hope you're well. Um, Every year, the magazine Ad Age, kind of the the Bible of the global advertising industry, tots up all the measured advertising investments they can find and announces who is spending more than anyone else. And traditionally, it's always been Procter & Gamble. I think in the last 35 years, they've been number one. Uh, and they are, that's that's a, a, a corporate uh, brand, but the invest, the advertising investment is made up of all the component brands, like your Aerials and your Gillettes and your um, Battery Guys and all those kind of things. Um, and for the first time, as I say, in, in some decades, they've been overtaken. And it's not that surprising, really. And it was last week's hero on the show, it's Amazon, and they have a measured media expenditure, i.e. all the stuff you can physically see and put a price to, uh, totals a cool $11 billion uh, for the year 2020, uh, which uh, sounds like a lot of money, but when you then convert it to 165 billion rands, you realize just how big a pile of money it is and how um, it compares so strongly with even our biggest, biggest spenders that we actually touched on some of them last week. Um, but they're in a different league, there's no doubt about it. But Procter & Gamble do come in at, at second on the on the list. Um, but of course, the reason that Amazon perhaps have done so well is because of, of, of COVID and because of the change structurally in some of the supply and, and, and customer channels that have uh, occurred as a result, so in particular, the purchase, uh, the, the, the uh, sales from home uh, phenomenon, which is uh, the ordering from home phenomenon, which has taken over the the center spot on retailing and marketing this last few months, and hence the the, the uh, sudden rise of Amazon up to the number one slot globally. Well, when, where does Amazon yeah. advertise? I mean, I think because we are where we are, we don't see too many Amazon ads. But I mean, is this all you know, using Google Ads? How how does Amazon promote itself? Well, there would be a significant chunk going into digital simply because that's the territory they they, they work in. But um, there's always people are going around saying, well, television advertising is dead and advertising itself is, is, is on the way out uh, or is ineffective. The reality is that television is still a major advertising medium in all main markets. And so they would have been certainly having a very strong presence on television. But as I say, because of the nature of the particular brand, they would have been very strong uh, in digital channels as well. But other brands on the list in the top 10 uh, have probably used a more conventional mix of media. There's the Unilevers and the Samsungs. Um, Nestle's in at number seven. Uh, Google itself is in at nine, AT&T at 10. But the one that struck me as quite surprising was the third place, a, a cosmetics company, L'Oreal, hmm? cool $10.3 billion, third biggest visible advertiser in the world. You can wonder um, why so, these guys charge what they do for their products, Andy. They've got to pay for the advertising budgets. My goodness. Well, no, that's, that's, that's a misunderstanding. <laughs> you have to do the math. <laughs> I, I did it with, with beer quite recently where you take the total number of, of bottles sold and divide that into the advertising budget to see how much of the cost of the, of the, of the product is contributing towards the advertising uh, investment. And it's, it's negligible. You, know, you, you might save a... Uh, a tiny, tiny fraction of a coin on on a, any particular 
brand. In some categories, it does make a big difference. In, in, in automotive, for example, one of the measures that is often used for marketing success is the uh, cost per vehicle sold of advertising. And that does make a significant difference. Not, not uh, unbridgeable, un, uh, but it is certain that in, in high ticket items like that, you can uh, find that the advertising and marketing generally, not just the advertising, that always gets to blame, but the marketing generally contributing to the final cost structure quite significantly. Now, the global dominance of Amazon coming through also in the amount of ad spend that you see coming through from, from Amazon. Your hero this week. It is so clever. I missed the ad. And so I followed the YouTube link that you sent me and I'm completely and utterly enamored. Well, the, 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 the brand in question plays in a category that's doing quite well at the moment, one of the few, and that is um, uh, DIY and, 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 and uh, uh, home improvements, where people have been deciding, it seems, to, to modify and to renovate rather than to buy. And so they've stopped taking the plunge into the middle of the property pool and are playing on the edges where they can uh, upgrade their properties. Um, now, um, the, the category, therefore, is, is uh, DIY and building supplies. I don't know about you, Bruce, but I can't, um, I can't go into one of these stores and come out with, with only the list of things that I, I wanted. I'd probably go into, into a builder's, for instance, with the intention of buying three or four torch batteries and I emerge with a 300-piece socket set and an atomic leaf blower. I just I need to be an adult when I go into building. Why is that? I mean, I get so irritated with my children in the olden days when we used to go to toy shops. But if you go to toy shops and kids are just completely and utterly captivated by what they see on the shelves, I have zero DIY bone in my body. However, I go into the bottomless pit that is Builder's Warehouse and I could spend an awfully long time there fantasizing about the manly things I could do with all of those. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't buy this stuff because I'm a cheapskate, but it, 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 it is a wonderful shopping experience because there's a tons of stuff there I'd never use, but I want all of it. Exactly. And now um, uh, I... Uh, as I say, go in with, with a, a tiny intent and, and emerge, <laughs> mortgage the house. And what is really annoying is that halfway home, you realize you haven't bought the batteries you went in for. <laughs> so, um, so all of these things work in favor of, of Builders, the, the brand that is this week's hero. And the reason beyond just the fact that it's doing very well as a company, it seems, um, is that they are, they are breaking some of the the unwritten codes of advertising in in this category. So pick up your Sunday Times, and and uh, as you as you uh, start to read, a, a dozen thick uh, brochures fall out promoting all sorts of retailers, and you'll find some of um, uh, builders' competitors in there. But in this last Sunday just gone by, when you might think that that with the holiday season coming, people would be uh, looking quite carefully at the at the deals and the bargains. Builders Warehouse's advertising on the back page of the Sunday Times Life Supplement was simply a beautiful full-color ad of a weaver, I suspect probably a southern masked weaver, um, making its characteristic uh, woven nest. And uh, the, the headline simply says, here's to the builders, here's to home. So drawing an analogy with those wildlife specimens that 
that uh, put a lot, of, a lot of effort into building their own homes. So it is with the weaver and so it is with builders. And, and the only other thing really on the, on the page is a QR code. And when you scan the QR code, it takes you to their website and to a nice little couple of minute long video about other animals and, and uh, that, that build their own home. It's just a very nice way of taking leadership in the category um, and yet I don't believe for one moment that they will miss the sales that might have been generated if they'd used that advertising budget in a rather more rational and practical way. Um, I think they've, they've done a very good job and I'm quite sure that elsewhere they're doing fairly conventional advertising. But this one for breaking the mold of the DIY and home improvement category, that's what I'm going to give the zero. Builders, well done. Uh, and I, yeah, it, it is really such a clever, clever ad. It really is. It's so beautiful, beautifully executed, beautifully done. And if you've ever watched a masked weaver uh, and the males build the nests and then invite the females to come and inspect the nests, and if she doesn't like the nest, the male then, in a fit of rage and pique with which I can relate, rip the nest to pieces and then have to go to find another branch to rip the leaves off and do it all over again. She comes and inspects again and, you know, you better get it right the second time. Otherwise, she may go and find somebody else to build her a nest. Uh, but yeah, it's fabulous. And I love the use of the mast weaver in that particular case. From that perspective, Andy, because, yeah, DIY, not everybody's strong point. Well done to Builders Warehouse on that particular point. Your zero. Are you going all grinchy on us? On the, on your I am going Grinch. In fact, I'm not really sure whether it justifies a full-on 12-volt um, uh, zero, but I do think that it's a good example of some Grinchiness coming through for which they must earn their, their um, criticism at this time of year. We spoke last week about uh, advertising pitches. We were talking about MTN and Vodacom and the amount of money and the amount of effort and the impact on the agencies in particular who win and lose. And uh, it was announced this week that one of the biggest uh, brands in the world, certainly the best-known brand, I would I would venture to suggest, Coca-Cola, is reviewing all of its agency and supplier relationships, marketing supplier relationships across the world. So every agency that currently holds a Coca-Cola brand in its advertising portfolio is going to face a review. And can you believe there are more than 4,000 suppliers to Coca-Cola globally? And um, the total advertising expenditure on that same chart as the as we opened the discussion with, I think it's about $4 billion in total. So it's a very big account by any standards. An awful lot of people are going to be affected. And my question is, did they really have to make the announcement uh, in, in December after a year like we've had and uh, encourage the, the employees of 4,000 suppliers to go away at the end of the year to to enjoy a festive season, unsure whether the first thing that will happen when they get back to work after after the new year uh, is a review of what is probably one of their most imp important, certainly most prestigious uh, client accounts. So I just think it's quite grinchy. Maybe they could even stay till the new year to make the announcement. I'm quite sure there are strong commercial reasons, but commercial reasons are not always the best reasons. And I think it's a Grinchy zero or a zero-y Grinch to Coca-Cola for the timing of their announcement of their advertising review.
And to your point, I mean, of, of last week's discussion when we were talking about uh, MTN and Vodacom and just how agencies are structured around the, the size and the scale of those accounts, many of those 4,000 agencies that would do work for Coca-Cola will be heavily dependent on Coca-Cola. And, I mean, this put, you know, put, puts them at risk, potentially, um, as you said, a very difficult time. Without doubt. I mean, that... that uh uh, it would be both a commercial and a reputational risk that they might suffer. And I'm quite sure that, that some of the great stars in, in that array of 4,000 suppliers have nothing really to worry about. They will probably be, um, uh, they, may not, they may well find that their terms are being renegotiated. I'm quite sure that's high on the list. But they may well not lose the, I can't see Coca-Cola abandoning every relationship and every sort of institutional memory that they've set up with their suppliers, but it's going to make a lot of people feel a little more uncomfortable throughout the festive season. And that's not really very good for a company that promises happiness. Thank you, Andy Rice. Andy Rice promises happiness and delivers happiness every Tuesday night to some and misery to others. I'm Andy Rice, um, who is our advertising guru, Heroes and Zeros, on a Tuesday.